Well, good morning. All right. Merry Christmas and welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. If you are here today and have uh, already sneaked a peek at one of your Christmas gifts, you are welcome. If you are here today and wearing one of those lovely Christmas sweaters, you are welcome. If you are here today and enjoy wearing stretchy pants, you are also welcome. If you are here today and you've already have a planned time to take down your tree and all of your Christmas decorations, you are welcome. If you are here and simply plan to leave all your outside Christmas lights up on your house throughout this next year, you are welcome this morning. And last, if you're looking for somewhere that's open on Christmas Eve, you have found the right place. We are glad that you're here and please know that you are all welcome. This evening, we invite you to come back at 5 o'clock for our Christmas Eve service. It will be a special time. Uh, It always is, and we'll also be sharing in the Lord's Supper. And so please join us, if you can, with your families this evening at 5 o'clock. Again, we are glad that you're here today. Welcome.
are uh, in gathering hymn is number 89, O Come All Ye Faithful. Uh, we will be um, accepting your offering for global missions, CBF Global Missions and the SBC Lottie Moon offering. Um, the RAs and GAs will be up here to take your offering, so please come forward as we sing this hymn and place your offering in the offering plate. Number 89, please stand and join me in singing if you're able. Sunday of Advent is love. How easy it is to feel love as we draw so close to celebrating the Lord's birth. We do love Jesus and we are so grateful for his life. Because he came, we also feel loved. We too are gathered in Mary's embrace and rest in Joseph's strong arm. We too are God's children, adored and blessed and come this morning to say thank you. Let us use this last remaining day of Advent to get ready for the baby by cleaning out everything unlovely and unloving within us. May we now sing the four stanzas of Light the Light, the Fire of Life, while the candles of hope, peace, joy, and love are being lighted. Mm -hmm. 
bow for prayer. O loving Lord, you have sought those whom the rest of the world rejects and you seek us. You offer each one of us a new way of life, a life in which kindness, peace, and goodness guide us. Daily we are surrounded by the presence of evil in our communities and in our world. May we also learn to see the good that is among us and surrounds us. May we become not only the receivers of your gift of love, but also givers. Amen. I invite the children to come forward for Lesson on the Steps. I have something for you today that we have to be very careful. We have to listen because what is today? Christmas Eve, and who does actually come tonight? Santa. So I want you to really listen carefully to Miss Ellen because the congregation may not be real happy with her when she gets through. Hold on tight. Hold on tight. Hold on tight. Can everybody get a bell, but you got to hold on tight. Jude, would you like a bell? Come and get a bell, but hold on tight. Alexander wants a bell. Luke wants a bell. All my little ones are here today, and I'm so happy to see you. Emily, you want a bell? Come up here and get a bell. Can y'all hand Emily a bell? I'll give Luke a bell. Georgia, do you have a bell? Georgia needs a bell. Get you a gold bell. Matches your dress. Okay, now, everybody stop. Okay, everybody stop. Put your hand on your bell so it doesn't ring. All right, now I want to read you something. It says in Romans 15, 13, May the God who gives hope fill you with great joy. May you have perfect peace as you trust in Him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with hope. Now, I want everybody to look. Now, you have to listen. I want you to ring your bells real hard. Ring your bells real hard. All right, now, stop. You're ringing for the joy of the Lord. But there's something about that. When you, when you hold on tight, it doesn't ring anymore, does it? So that's when we're sad inside because it won't ring. If you look inside your bell, there's a little ball in there. And when you hold on tight, that little ball can't ring. And that's our joy inside of us. And that's why we need to tell everybody we see. It's not just Christmas that we share the joy and the hope that God's going to give us the birth tonight. It's every day we need to share. So when you take that bell and we rang it just like we just did, you're learning the joy of the Lord needs to escape. But then when you hold on tight, it won't ring, will it? All right. So remember, you're like that bell. You need to ring hard like Alexander is and let the joy that you love Jesus and your faith come out real strong. Can we do that? Not just at church and on 
special days, but every day of the year. Can we do that, Will? We can, can't we? All right, one more time. One more time. All right, Alexander, get you, you're going to trade in your color. Okay. All right, you ready, Alexander? All right, everybody's going to ring one more time. You ready? Everybody ring. That's the joy of the Lord, and we need to be happy and joyful. All right, stop. Good going. We're all such good listeners today because we know what's coming tonight. Not normal. All right, let's pray real quietly. Hold your bells. Hold your bells. Dear Lord, we thank you for the joy that's in the bottom of these children's toes all the way to the top of their heads. The joy that's in their heart for this church, for their family, for the coming of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we have these children and that we can see the joy and the love that they have. Today, Lord, we celebrate. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, the children and any other children who would like to join us for happy birthday are welcome to the fellowship hall. What a great day to come together as a church and worship. I'm grateful that we have a children's minister that's full of the joy of the Lord and has a lot of energy. Amen. And that helps as well. But we're glad you guys are with us this morning. Before I pray, let us remember those within our congregation, within our community that need our thoughts and prayers this morning. We continue to remember Jane Stroud. She has some good days and bad days, but is trying to move in the direction to get back on the transplant list and to uh, move forward with a possible lung transplant. And uh, she continues to have some struggles, but is making some steady progress. And so let's continue to remember her this morning. And also, thank you so much. I mentioned this last Sunday. Uh, but uh, I want to say another word of thanks for your prayers for my dad. He is doing better. He is at home on oxygen at this time, uh, but I, I suspect a uh, almost full recovery. He may be on a certain medication the rest of his life, but at the same time, he is uh, moving in the right direction, and, uh, but is accepting some new realities or trying to deal with some new realities as well. So thank you so much for remembering him. Uh, Don Green, who is uh, maybe not a church member, but uh, is certainly close to many of our hearts here, is struggling at this hour. We certainly want to remember him and his family as they are uh, dealing with some important decisions at this time. At the conclusion of my prayer, I'm going to ask you to join me as I have the Lord's Prayer this morning. And where we might say trespasses, uh, we're going to use the word debts there this morning. And so when we get to that point of the prayer, uh, you are asked to join me as well. Let's pray together. God of love, you have brought us together this Christmas Eve morning and blessed us with your very self. Open our eyes to the light of Christ, which glows in the darkness of a world engulfed in apathy, pain, and loss. A world separated from you. Speak to us now that we may hear the good news of your salvation. God, we ask that you would take the offerings given to international missions, and we pray that these gifts would be used in ways that would help advance your kingdom around the world. Protect these missionaries, provide for these missionaries, and bless your missionaries with fruitful ministries. That those living without Christ would be introduced to the love and to the grace found only in a relationship with you. Now we ask that you continue to bring us into the wonder of your presence. Fill us with that light and carry it out with us into our lives. And now we join together in the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our hymn is number 96, Good Christian Men Rejoice. Number 96, if you would, please stand and join me in singing if you are able. so much for sending love to this earth in the form of your son and in the form of a baby. We are so unworthy, but we thank you for making us worthy, Father. Help us as we hold this love in our hearts that it will overflow and that we will give in a way proportionate to that, Father. And all these things we ask Thee. Amen.
My name is Dean McKinney, and I will be reading Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor of God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give, will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for, for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible of God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. With our anthem today, we would like for you to join in singing with us. The words will be projected on the screens, and I'll turn around and indicate to you when it's your turn to join us. So uh, be prepared to sing.
Thank you, choir and congregation. You guys did great today. As, as a way to further uh, highlight the text that Aiden read this morning, and uh, I don't know what was up with that shirt this morning, but uh, he's been a pretty good kid this year. It said, Santa, I can explain in case you didn't see that. But um, one of the things that I've asked, I know this youth group to do about two years ago when I first came into town, and I think I've asked the church to do once before, but I'd like to do that again this morning, is to try something with me. If you'll take both hands and hold up three fingers, I know it's silly, but do it with me. Open your mouth. What does that spell? Spells wow. (laughs) Okay, you can close your mouth now. (laughs) There are some wow moments in the text, some significant wow moments in the text that Aiden read this morning. And we'll get to those in just a moment. But over the last few weeks, during the Advent season, I've been preaching a sermon series called Coming Soon. It's this idea in Advent, where you, anticipation, this, this waiting for Christ to come, this excitement that builds within us. And this idea that Advent is, plays out a little bit like a good movie. Uh, the first week we talked about uh, Stay Tuned was the title of the sermon, and this idea that be on the alert, Mark 13, you know, Christ can return, Christ will show up in unexpected ways at any moment. And stay tuned, something big is about to happen, something big is coming. And we see that in good, in good movies. They'll have a trailer and they'll get, create some excitement long before the movie comes out. The second week, uh, John the Baptist in Mark 1 helped us in setting the scene for what is about to come. He was preparing the way for Christ. And we were reminded that we are also asked and challenged, charged, if you will, to prepare the way for others to come and experience and hear and know Christ. Our third week of Advent, we had a wonderful cantata, and what a wonderful cantata it was. So thank you, Candy, for your leadership and choir and all those who, there you are, (laughs) and all those who uh, helped last Sunday. But today, we come to a very important part of the Advent story. And today's sermon is a lot like any good movie as well. Today, we have some pretty incredible plot twists. You know, those plot twists, those unexpected things that happen in a movie, oftentimes they're in uh, more adventure movies or even you know, sci-fi kind of movies, but we see them in a lot of good movies. This idea that we don't know exactly what's about to happen, but we know that something has changed and we're left with what's going on. And people we thought were certain people related to certain people, but anyway, things begin to change. Our mouths maybe begin to do what yours were doing a little bit earlier and, you know, and then we're talking about it for days. But we see this. In today's text. One of the famous plot twists of all times, I'm going to see if you can guess this this morning, but um, uh, a few years ago that left us all in gasp of disbelief was in a movie, and I'm going to see if you can guess what the movie was by this sound. Any guesses? All right, the choir's got it. All right, hopefully that thing will go off. But in 1980, George Lucas' version of Star Wars, or his 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 producing, or his uh, the movie The Emperor, The Empire Strikes Back. If you, oh, push the button again. Oh, let's start it over again. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. But in 1980, George Lucas 
had this little movie that had a little bit of success. You, may, you might have heard of it. It's called Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. And in that movie, one of the greatest plot twists of all times, Darth Vader and the heroic Luke Skywalker are in this epic lightsaber battle, which I was tempted to bring the lightsaber this morning, but I didn't do it. I, that might have been a little over the top. I don't know. But they're in this epic lightsaber battle, and at the end of it, there's this, I mean, there's some significant things going on, and then at the end of it, Darth Vader says, no, I am your father. You remember, I mean, that's like one of the most quoted lines, you know, of, 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 of any movie ever. But it's this epic plot twist that's happening there between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. This battle and what was said has become one of the most universally known and admired plot twists of all times. But today, let's get back to our passage here in Luke chapter 1. Today we have three plot twists that leave our mouths open saying, wow. And it's something that we are still talking about today. 2,000 years later, we're talking about what happened, the miraculous things that happened within the plot twists that we read this morning. And the first plot twist, da-da-da. Well, I didn't do that right. But Mary, a virgin, will conceive. Let's go back and look at the scripture that Aiden read this morning. Now in the sixth month, this was um, Elizabeth in her sixth month with John the Baptist, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth. Now when the angel Gabriel shows up, he's always announcing good news. There's another angel in the Bible, Michael, and that's an archangel, and Michael's not always announcing good news. But Gabriel is always announcing good news. We first learn and hear of Gabriel and Daniel in the Old Testament. We've learned of Gabriel earlier when he spoke to Zacharias. Zacharias began to question and wanted to see a sign is what this angel was saying. We don't see the same response in Mary as we'll see, but Gabriel shows up and uh, has now Mary's attention. Verse 27, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Many of you may have heard before, but I want to say again that an engagement in this day and age was very different than an engagement in our world today. Uh, This lasted about a year, and the only way this engagement could be broken off was with a letter of divorce. This was much more serious engagement than what we know of as engagements today, but they have not yet uh, lived together at this point. So the angel shows up to Mary. Coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one. Greetings, the object of God's grace. Greetings, the one whom God is showing unmerited favor towards. The Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed. In the Greek, Uh, leans towards the word disturbed, actually. She was uh, perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. You see the plot twist here? It's a pretty big plot twist. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. Skipping down to verse 34 and 35, Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? And the answer the angel gives in the very next verse, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. I think every devout Jewish family anticipated the coming of the Messiah, but few took to heart the prophecy in Isaiah that read, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son 
and she will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Was this a tremendous honor and privilege for Mary? Yes. Was there a lot to be explained? You bet you. The law regarded a betrothed woman who became pregnant as an adulteress, subject to death by stoning. C.S. Lewis, the great author, has written about God's plan through Mary, saying, the whole thing narrows and narrows until at last it comes down to a little point, small as the point of a spear, a Jewish girl at her prayers. Here we have the fate of the world resting on a young teenage girl and the one she is engaged to. Her response to this news of a baby miraculously being placed in her womb, the world lies in the balance of her response to this great gift that she has been given. The second plot twist, Uh, that was a little better, wasn't it? Of this story, not only are we dealing with a virgin birth, but we're now faced with the physical birth of one who is both God and man. There's two verses that speak of this. Verse 32 in Luke 1, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David And back down in verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. The title Son of God separates Jesus from all other individuals that have ever been born. It ascribes to him a relationship to deity that is claimed for no other human being. Jesus could have come in the form of a mighty angel with human form, but this angel would not have been truly human. God could have provided a fine, outstanding young person from great parents, but this boy would not have been truly divine. So what God did instead was made his son human. And how? Verse 35 reminds us of that again. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The third plot twist That one was better. I'm getting better. I need to come up with some more plot twist here. Um, Is Elizabeth, is Elizabeth Mary's older relative who was barren and who was also older has now conceived and is in her sixth month. Both Mary and Elizabeth see the possibilities of what God can do. They see the possibilities of the extraordinary breaking in in the midst of the ordinary. In both Mary and Elizabeth, we see that nothing is impossible for God, and we see that in our text in verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God that we just read. God shows up in new ways and intervenes in our lives in ways that we could never predict. We may not see an angel and be told that we're going to have a child, much like Mary, He's standing there this morning saying the same thing to you and to me in the midst of all of our uncertainties. Fear not. Nothing is impossible with me. As we go about our daily life, may we be open to God showing up and sharing with us some unexpected unexpected plot plot twist. And when they come, because they will come, you and I need to know that the Savior of the world is with us in the midst of our unanswered questions, in the midst of the unexpected, 
in the midst of the strange and the unique ways that God plays himself out in our lives, we, like Mary, need to know that God is with us and that the impossible is possible. May we have the faith to say, as Mary said, I am your servant. May it be done to me according to your word. The New Living Translation has Mary as saying, I am willing to accept whatever he wants. That, my friends, is a place of spiritual maturity in the midst of a young teenage girl. Do you and I have that maturity within us this morning that whatever may befall us, the unexpected, uh, the, the unique, uh, the things that we can't always explain, can we, like Mary, in her young, mature life, say, I am willing to accept whatever he wants? Think back through your life to those unexpected plot twists, times of uncertainty when you, like Mary, were astounded at the task, place, before you. This may have happened within your family. Some unexpected things, things that um, came, that hit you from nowhere. It may have happened within your career path as you look back. Some of you are just beginning. But plot twists are there. Plot twists are all around us. Looking back over these times and seasons of life, you can, can you say what we said as we started the sermon this morning? Can you look back, and maybe you don't physically do this, but maybe you can look back and say, wow. And something that was very anxious and something that was very stress-filled and something that was very uncertain, I can look back and I can see the mighty hand of God all along saying, fear not, I am with you. Fear not, the impossible is possible. So as we celebrate the birth of Christ, may we keep in our hearts the wonder and the mystery of God's love for us. That in the midst of unexpected plot twists, God is there all along calling us to live, to walk, to go about our lives in relationship with him. I would be remiss as I conclude this morning, there's no greater gift that could be unwrapped, there's no greater gift that could be given or received this Christmas than to know that you have put your faith and trust and this baby in a manger. This baby that we celebrate was born in a manger, we know didn't stay there. But we know that he lived a sinless life. The scriptures tell us that he was sent to the cross for the sins of the world. First John 1 John 1.9 reminds us that if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. An innocent man died on a cross and was buried in a tomb. And on the third day rose again. And because of that, you and I have victory, not only in this life, but in the life to come. Have you put your faith today in the one who wants to walk with you and guide you in the midst of these unexpected and uncertain plot twists of life? Pray with me. God, we thank you for the way you move and the way you work within our lives. If we're all honest in this room, Lord, we can certainly give testimony to many plot twists that have happened along the way, even from those within high school and those pursuing their careers now or maybe their young families. As we think about the ways that you have walked with us and the ways that you have guided us through our many plot twists, Lord, we are grateful for your presence. Father, I pray today if there's one in this place that's never put their faith and trust in you, 
that they would do that today. Maybe they're faced with some serious plot twists that are going on in their life right now. And Lord, they're being left. Do they follow their own wise or their own wisdom and their own knowledge? Or Lord, do they pursue you and walk in seeking your will for their lives in the midst of their uncertainties? God, we love you. We thank you for the gift of your son in the manger. We thank you for his life, his death, his resurrection. Speak to us now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're here today and would like to respond, I'd be um, glad to receive you and talk with you more about what it means to know Christ and follow Christ. If you're here today and desire membership at Bowling Springs Baptist, I invite you to come. Let's stand and sing together. carol hymn go tell it on the mountain let me remind you that you can continue to give for at least a couple weeks if you were not prepared to do so this morning to our international missions offering and i know our missionaries would be grateful and uh, as we continue to seek to advance god's kingdom as i mentioned the growing young study earlier let me just remind you i do have a few extra books if there are some that would like to be reading this over christmas you would not have to pay me today i would rather get the book in your hand than have uh, the cash to pay for the book at this time. So if you are interested in obtaining one of these, I have about six down here on the front row. Uh, actually five, it looks like. Maybe one of them got going. And so um, I would welcome you to come and grab one of those. Just let me know that you picked one up and I would certainly be grateful. I hope each of you are able to come back this evening at five o'clock. 
for our uh, special Christmas Eve service with you and your families. But I hope today and tomorrow and in the coming days that you have a wonderful and a very Merry Christmas. Receive now this benediction. God, we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. And we ask now that you reveal yourself in unexpected ways within our families, home, church, community, and world. Unexpected ways that will draw each one closer to you. And when you do, help us to hear the voice speaking to us. Fear not. Amen. Thank you.